Are you looking for a new way to connect with your children? Connecting with our children and making sure that they are connecting with God can be extremely difficult in today's chaotic world. Today, Christy Thomas is here to talk about how Christian parents can disciple their children and connect with them, and most importantly, connect them with God. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Today I have Christy Thomas. And Christy is a Canadian homeschool mom of three boys and spends her evenings helping Christian parents disciple their kids without having to know it all or do it all. She's the author of several books for Christian families, including Quinn's Promise Rock, Mother and Son Prayer Journal, and the award-winning devotional Fruitful, 100 Family Experiences for Growing in the Fruit of the Spirit. Welcome to the show, Christy. Hey, thanks so much, Leanne. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, we're so happy to have you. You have a lot of great resources, and I really love that fruitful Hunter family experiences for growing in the fruit of the Spirit. Wonderful ideas. You state on your website, I believe that every Christian mom can confidently nurture deep family roots in her kids through tiny habits that add up over time. I always say we need our children to have deep roots in Christ that help support and prepare them for this chaotic, crazy, nonsensical world. So tell us about how we can nurture deep faith roots in our children and tell us about your site, Little Shoots and Deep Roots. Sure. So I spent over 25 years in children's ministry. I mean, I was in children's ministry since I was practically a child. (laughs) Some of those were volunteer and some of those were paid. And then I did a lot of family ministry as well in my last job where I spent 12 years as the children's ministry director at my church. And now I have four, almost 14 years of experience parenting my own kids. And I've just discovered that best way to nurture deep faith roots is twofold. A, partnering with God because he loves our kids best. And B, just getting rid of this mentality that we have to do it right. We put so much pressure on ourselves to do all the things. And then, you know, our kids have questions or they push back or they have a tantrum when we're trying to read the Bible and we just get discouraged. So often we think, well, if I'm not doing it, I'm clearly not doing it right. Or if I'm not doing it right, I probably should just stop and let the church do it. But instead, I've really found that sticking to these routines of these small, basic faith habits, like I'm talking 30 seconds up to maybe five minutes tops. They just root our days in Christ and they keep me specifically, but I found this works with other parents as well. They keep us from feeling like we have to know it all or do it all. And then obviously partnering with God, it keeps me from getting discouraged in those times when my kids don't seem to care. And it also gives me hope for their future and allows me to parent out of a sense of peace instead of a fear for their future. Because when we're afraid for them, we tend to, okay, you're going to learn this and you're going to listen. And those are all the kind of things that tend to push our kids away from God instead of toward him. So when we are partnering with God and trusting in him for a child's future, then we can parent out of that sense of peace and be more gracious and kind. And it just, it helps us build that relationship with them while we're helping them build the relationship with God. So Little Shoots, Deep Roots is really about helping Christian parents confidently disciple their kids. It, you know, finding those little moments in the day when we can regularly connect back in with our kids. So we feel like we can do it without having to know it all or do it all. And these small habits, I've discovered over time that these small habits really 
do make a huge difference in the outcome of our lives. I agree. These small habits, whatever we do day by day, moment by moment, it, it just, it's ingrained into our children's hearts and minds. And so mm -hmm. when we parent because we're fear, fearful or we're, we're afraid we don't have enough time or we're not doing it right, that, that takes up our mental resources where we could have the peace so the Holy Spirit can speak to us while we're parenting. So I love what you said about these moments, peaceful moments, because I think they're so important because parents today are under so much stress for so many reasons. So mm -hmm. I love Little Shoots and Deep Roots. I love what you're doing. And you have many great resources to share with parents. I loved your unique mother and son prayer journal. And I loved the thought provoking questions. One of them, tell me about something you're waiting for. I love that. We never ask her, tell me something. What are you waiting for? Tell me about something that's important to you that you're waiting to happen. Or another one I loved you have, have you ever shown kindness to someone who didn't deserve it? What a great question to ask a child. So tell us a little bit about this journal. So I know that moms, as a mom, we have more influence on our child's faith than anyone else in our child's life, including our sons. Doesn't matter whether they're a daughter or a son, we have immense amount of influence. This is both exciting and a little daunting because I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a woman, I'm not a man. So how can I raise my men to, or my young men to be men after God's heart, like King David? So in the prayer journal, I wanted to find a way for moms and sons to connect with each other, kind of in this horizontal we like each other, we're having a good conversation kind of plain, but also connect with God in this prayer, this vertical, you know, between me and God kind of plain. So it was a little bit tricky. There was a, a lot of prayer that went into that. How am I actually going to do this? So it turned out that here's how the structure goes. So the devotional follows David's life. And we talk about things like bullies and feelings and praying and deceit and all kinds of things that just come out of David's life naturally. And because there's 52 devotions, we did go into some of those aspects of David's life that you will not hear in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the bride price for his first wife was? Pretty interesting. So we did talk about that and how that was a little bit weird. I think the one on that was, you know, can we trust God even when there's like kind of odd things in the Bible like this? Can we still trust him even when we don't understand why something like that would be in the Bible? So the the structure of the devotional is that we ask our sons a question and they ask us the same question, like, what's your favorite person to hang out with? And then we get to answer and they get to answer. And then we read this passage from David's life that is on that topic. And then there's a place for our sons to write a prayer, but it's all very simple. So the one on the friendships is tell God about your perfect friend, write a list of things that make a good friend or draw a picture of you and your friend playing. So as they're just writing a list of what makes a good friend. You can write it down for them as well. So if they don't like to write, that's okay. Take the pressure off, just do it for them. But then there's also a spot at the end of each devotional for moms to write our prayers down for our sons. And I found, I, I have three sons and sometimes I just don't know what to pray for them. So I found that having a kind of a topic of the day helped me focus my prayers for them. So that was, I just loved going through it with all my three boys. Yes, I, I love the devotional because it connects the mother to the son and, and both of you being connected at the same time to, to the Word of God. Also, your fruitful book, 100 Family Experiences for Growing in the Fruit of the Spirit, has some great family ideas. And I like how you have 10 ideas of how to celebrate each fruit listed in Galatians. And then you talk about 
to elaborate on it, to memorize it, to draw it, to pray it, research it, imagine it, and play it. I I just think that is a really great full way to experience the fruit of the Spirit with your children. Why did you decide to write that book? Was there a reason behind that one specifically? I remember in children's ministry seeing a lot of resources on the fruit of the spirit and using a lot of them as well and thinking this is a little bit confusing for kids like we talk about you know peace being like a banana or joy being like a banana because it looks like a smile i'm like that really does not connect with a kid it doesn't connect with me it doesn't really make sense so how can we talk about the fruit of the spirit in a way that is concrete because it is a pretty metaphorical idea which is tough for kids to grasp in a way that's concrete and yet is still kind of playful and fun so i thought if the fruit of the spirit is the fruit of living in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus, then Jesus experienced and exhibited all the fruit of the spirit. So I went on a treasure hunt to find all the ways that Jesus showed us the fruit of the spirit in his time on earth. So it's really a Bible study through the gospels as we look at, you know, how did Jesus show joy or talk about joy? How did Jesus show self-control? How did he do all these things? So the premise is that as we draw closer to Jesus, it's like if we're a tree, we are drawing closer to the living water and having more of the light of the world and the bread of life, all those things that plants need to grow. Jesus is those in our lives as well. So as we grow closer to him, we grow the fruit of the spirit in our lives. Yeah, it's a great resource again, or I wouldn't have you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So lastly, and quickly, before we wrap up, I want you to talk about Quinn's Promise Rock and Quinn says goodbye. I really love the taglines at the bottom of the both of both of the books. It says, no matter where, God is always there. And friends may go away, but God is here to stay. How can these picture books help children overcome being fearful in this crazy world? Mm. So each book really points back to God as being the one who helps us in our times of trouble. So in Quinn's Promise Rock, Quinn is an owl. She starts to worry that she's going to get separated from her daddy. And he shows her these three different ways that God is with her. He takes her to a mountain and reminds her of God's enduring presence. And then they get caught in a storm and he takes her into a cave. And he says, Quinn, God is like this cave. When life is scary or sad, you can take shelter in him. And then he shows her a little rock. And reminds her that although God is like big like a mountain and safe like a cave, God goes with her wherever she goes. And then she tucks her promise rock into her (laughs) feathers, a little unrealistic, but she also talks. So, you know, (laughs) it's an imaginary story. So I really wrote this for the anxious, for a specific anxious child, actually, whose mom sent him to school with a rock in his pocket. And every time he touched the rock, he was to remember that God was with him. And so that's where that story came from. And I've heard lots of stories of kids who, you know, they they start doing this rock in their pocket thing. And okay, remember that God is with you. He's not going to leave you. He loves you. You may not be able to see him, but he's there giving you courage. And then Quinn says goodbye, expands on that, the cave idea, really the idea of taking shelter in God when life is scary or sad. So Quinn adopts this injured firefly and promises to always care for him. But then one day he's gone and his parents, you know, know it's time for him to go back to his family. He's not injured anymore. He's okay. But Quinn is really mad at God. You know, you took my friend away. Why'd you do this? Didn't you know I wanted to be with him forever? And so through this heartbreak, this, you know, very small child type of heartbreak, Quinn's mama reminds her that God doesn't always stop bad things from happening because we know that to be true in our lives, right? We can't promise that bad things won't happen, but that God does promise to always be with us through all of those moments. And at the end, they fly into this field full of fireflies. And Quinn has this moment where she realizes that she can trust God even in this. So this can help kids 
partly have words for their frustration when there's a loss, but I also know several kids who haven't experienced any loss and just love this story. I went and shared it at VBS last year. And one of the kids was like, oh, that's my sister's favorite book. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it can prepare the kids too for loss. Yeah, it's going to come because inevitably we know that loss does happen. Well, and I love the illustrations. It's They're beautifully illustrated. Christy, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today and sharing your wonderful resources. We'll have links to uh, how they can contact you and, and get your books. And so thank you for being on the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Leanne. This has been great. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.